Arizona Sports, Sports. the local sports leader, leader. Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset. Brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals. 4 o'clock reset. And away we go with the top stories of the day here on the Burns and Gambo Show. We start with the Arizona Cardinals who were back and preparing for their division game against the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday. And there were some moves made today, starting with the injury woes continuing. Running back Daryl Williams was put on the IR with a hip injury. So now, Gambo, the Cardinals are back to Eno Benjamin and Keonta Ingram as their running backs until they at least get James Conner back. As part of that, they claimed Tristan Hill, defensive lineman that was released by the Cowboys on Tuesday. They signed him today. That was one of the yeah, transactions. Yeah, and he'll be a rotational guy, that he could be a part of a rotation on that line. So good to get some depth there. They needed it for sure with Lawrence out. They also made the signing on linebacker Camu Gruget-Hill official. They cut kicker Rodrigo Blankenship after an injury settlement. Hardly knew you, Rodrigo. I would assume that means Matt Prater is back this week. We'll yeah, see. full strength. Also, DJ Humphreys. Cliff Kingsbury gave an update on him today. He'll be day-to-day this week. He feels a little bit better, but I'm not sure he'll make it by Sunday. He doesn't miss a lot of games, so it's surprising. Yeah. Only the second one I think he's missed yeah, in his career. He's been so durable well, recently, and reliable. At least. Yeah, that's good. I, I mean, think about that. Justin, you go left to, left to right. No, You have no DJ Humphreys, no Justin Pugh, no Rodney Hudson. That's three, three-fifths of your line right there. Your left side. Yeah. That's terrible. It is bad. Very, very bad. Also very bad. Cliff Kingsbury bringing up today this insane stat. His Cardinals have trailed in 91% of the games they've played so far this year. Amazing. So, like I said, even still have a chance to be in it. Um, it's last in the league, and uh, we haven't been able to execute like we need to. And, and like I've said all along, when you're playing from behind that much, you don't even get into your game plan. You don't even really get to see what type of uh, team you have, I don't think. So we've we've got to be able to stay in these ball games. It's they, they have been staying in the ball games. It's not staying in the ball games, Cliff. It's playing playing from ahead from ahead. Had better first quarters. You don't have one touchdown in any of the first quarters. It's not staying in the games. You guys have done a good job of staying in the games, Nine. but you're always playing catch up. Ninety one percent. We'll get into greater detail about this in the next segment, but we do want to mention since this is the top stories of the day. Suns won their fifth game in a row last night. They beat the Minnesota Timberwolves one sixteen one oh seven. Big night for Cam Johnson, 29 points. He made seven three-pointers. Mikel Bridges added 19 points. Chris Paul had 15 and 12 assists. He was big in the fourth quarter in the yeah, win last bench, night. Yeah, the bench came in in the fourth quarter, and they did not play well. The money had to go to the starters quickly, reestablished order. But that game, with, with Book struggling and in foul trouble, and, 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 and Chris not really scoring the way we used to, Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges with dynamite. Asked if he had any idea on what his team needs going forward. James Jones, general manager of the Suns, when he was on with us earlier. It's real, really too early. Um, we have a lot of guys that are you know, continuing to evolve. Uh, we'll continue to monitor it and look at what's best uh, for the team. Um, but right now, I like where we are. An update on the sale of the Phoenix Suns. According to some reports out there from Semaphore reporter Bradley Sachs, there's some concern about a potential conflict of interest between the banker who's in charge of handling the sale of the Suns and the current minority owner of the Suns, John Najafi. Apparently, the two have worked together in the past on a failed venture that Najafi launched with Colin Kaepernick, and there's some worry that there might be some sort of conflict of interest because I, of it. I don't get, like, you, you, you're going to sell to the highest bidder. That's, that, that's it. 
Like, okay, when you I go agree. when you go to sell your house one day, are you going to sell your house for less because you like somebody? No, no, no. Or are you going to sell it to more to the to the guy you don't you don't even know? I'm not giving anyone a hometown discount when it right. comes to selling my house. I'm selling you're it for selling the most the, I can get. You're selling yeah. the the, the phrase. You're selling the Phoenix Suns. You're going to sell to whoever the highest bidder is. I'm not going to say. You know what? We took a lot less because John Najafi likes this guy. It's not going to happen. Doesn't work that way. No, never going to work that shocked. way. Shocked. Checking in on Brooklyn. Speaking of shocked, net surf forward Kevin Durant said he was shocked when he learned of mm. Steve Nash's exit as Brooklyn sure coach on Tuesday. Durant said he woke up uh. from his pregame nap, turned on ESPN, and saw the news at one fifteen in the afternoon Eastern Standard Time. You are potential. Uh, you are potential. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Didn't even know. Nobody even told him. Couldn't believe it. Showed up and it was a new coach there. Before the John game. Was coaching the game, which they lost. Before the game against the Bulls, Sean Marks, the GM of the Nets, claimed that no players had been contacted before the decision. And nobody was told about it. Whatever. Okay. I got good news and bad news, and they're both the same. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo, Mitch. Bravo. Uh, Basically, baseball, we talked about it in the Steve last Nash segment. Steve is probably having the best day of anybody today. Oh, seriously. I mean, he woke uh, up and he uh, probably, the coffee tasted so better. The, I'm going to go play soccer uh, today. Oh, oh, yeah. The sun was shining brighter. The breeze was a little bit cooler. Steve Nash was in a very happy place today, I'm sure. Uh, we mentioned it in the last segment. We'll mention it again. The Phillies walking into their home ballpark tonight. Two games to one lead in the fall classic against the Houston Astros. Game four starts in an hour from now. We will have the game for you on the Arizona Sports app and on ESPN 620 Yeah, Christian Javier, who has been outstanding against Aaron Nola. That's your pitching matchup in this game. I'm going to jump ahead to this story because I'm fascinated by this. Go ahead. Pete Thamel from ESPN is reporting that Gonzaga's athletic director met in person with the Big 12 commissioner last week as part of broader discussions about the Zags joining the Big 12. Brett Yormark met with Gonzaga AD Chris Standiford at the Hyatt in Frisco, Texas, while the Zags were in the Dallas area to play Tennessee in a scrimmage. He, again, this backs up Yormark's promise for the Big 12 to be aggressive and open for business, and apparently that wasn't just in the football world. That was also in the college basketball world. Now, keep in mind, the Big 12 has the last two men's basketball national champions in Kansas and Baylor, and they were an overtime loss by Texas Tech in 2019, away from making a three straight, yeah. adding Gonzaga would be a coup for that basketball conference. Yeah, now they're saying they just want to make sure that they are an all-sports deal, not just basketball. There's no immediate timeline. The Big 12 is not the only league that has reached out to Gonzaga. The Pac-12 and Big East have also spoken to Gonzaga. So they're going to move. They're getting out of that West Coast conference for sure. Uh, real but early talk. So they have a choice. They go to the Pac-12. They go to the Big East, which is a great basketball conference, or they could go to the Big 12, which is a really good basketball conference. Speaking of Kansas, Bill Self will not be the head coach of Kansas's men's basketball team when this season starts. To begin the season, he and assistant coach Curtis Townsend will both serve a self-imposed four-game suspension, part of punishments resulting from an NCAA investigation back in 2017 that kind of got folded into that FBI investigation that was a yeah. part of U of A's landscape for a long time. 
time. Five level one violations tied to a relationship with Adidas. Yep, so he's going to miss the first four games of the season. Coyotes, congratulations to the Yotes. They beat the Florida Panthers last night 3-1. to one. Big goal by Nick Ritchie. Their first win at their new arena, Mullet Arena, last night. Yeah, big win for them. Uh, you know, Great job by Vemelka. 41 saves for him. Ritchie gets the tie-breaking goal midway through the third period. They win that game over to Panthers 3-1. to one. They've got one more home game left, and then they go on the road for like a long time. Like a really long time. Like, really like the rest of November. Like the December 9th is their first game back after that really long road trip. Did the National Football League just pull a Robert Sarver on Dan Snyder? That's the big takeaway from the news today that the Commander's co-owners, Dan and Tanya Snyder, have announced they've hired Bank of America Securities to explore potential transactions involving the team. They're selling the team. Now, they did not define in a statement what those transactions may include. Are they looking for minority investors or are they looking to sell the team? But there is a vibe around the NFL that Dan Snyder might be selling the Washington Commanders, and that fan base is rejoicing today. Oh, yeah, they can't stand them. Think about <laughs> what we them. did with Sarver times 100,000 in Washington, right? They've been wanting that guy out for the, since the minute he walked in the door. And just two weeks ago, they sent the statement out that they're never going to sell the franchise. Yeah. Just two weeks ago, I'm not selling adamant, defiant that he wasn't going to sell. And now all of a sudden he's hired America Securities to explore a sale. Yeah, we don't know for sure what it is, but I would imagine it's it's selling the team. And I would imagine in a somewhat related story, the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District of Virginia has opened a criminal investigation into allegations that the commanders engaged in financial improprieties. Two sources familiar with the matter confirmed to ESPN. So here's what you do when we learned this from the Robert Sarver saga, right? You, you can't convince Dan Snyder to, to sell the team. You take pressure. everybody around him and you apply. You make yeah. them apply pressure. The feds and legal and players and sponsors, sponsors, all of it, and players. Until ultimately he says, "Fine, yeah. screw it. I'll make Uncle. five billion dollars." Yep. Deshaun Watson remains on track to start December fourth when his suspension ends. The general manager of the did Browns. They beat the Bengals the other night. I have no idea. I, I Joe Burrow has never beat them. I didn't know that. Well, Jamar, not having Jamar Chase certainly didn't help. I mean, it, um, but Jacoby Brissett played a really good game, and Nick Chubb played a really good game, and that I, Cleveland defense played really, really well. But not having Jamar Chase certainly yeah, helped. I think that he, I think he's 0-4. I don't think he's ever beat him. And then finally, congratulations to our friend Bruce Arians. The Buccaneers have announced that his Ring of Honor ceremony for Tampa Bay will be Week 17. Well, he got out at the right time, I huh? believe. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> Most of my guys get out at the right time. I saw a lot of people on Twitter. Who are reacting to this story? Like, can we induct him back as the head coach of the football team, please? Uh, Forget the Hall of Fame or the, the Ring of Honor. Can we? Can we put this him? It's gonna in? be a mess. I know when to get out. When to get in's good. Yeah. Those are our top stories of the day here on the Burns and Gambo Show. When we come back, why go and trade for Kevin Durant when you can have two twins named Cam and Mikel? That's next on Arizona Sports. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons 2 till 6 on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Chris Paul between the circles of the ball, drives left side, keeps coming, fires it in the corner to Cam Johnson, a three. Suzanne is seven. He has 29 points. Finished with 29 points, 10 of 17 from the floor, seven threes. It was the Cam Johnson show last night that went against the Minnesota Timberwolves, 116-107. Mikel Bridges, it was really a night for the Twins. He had 19 points, three rebounds, four yeah. assists. They were terrific Something just hit night. me. I, I do have some bad news. 
What? They didn't resign him. Yeah. Cam Johnson may have may end up having a great season. And he's a restricted free agent. Yeah. Yeah. To match any offer. Like with DeAndre. Guys very rarely play that out. Okay. Very rarely does it play out. But, the, I mean, okay. He keeps this up. He bet on himself. He's going to make more money than whatever the Suns offered him. But, you know, you're the Suns. You've got Booker on a super max. You've got Chris Paul coming back next year. You've got DeAndre on a max. I mean, I can't imagine that you would let him go. That's why, listen, whoever the new owner is, you, these guys going to have to be willing to pay 50 to $100 million in, in tax. You're going to have to be. Yeah. Devin Booker, super max. DeAndre Ayton, max. Chris Paul, a boatload of money for one final year. Mikhail Bridges making $100 million. Cam Johnson, if he, if you match an offer sheet to him. Now, I don't know how high Cam Johnson can go on the salary. I mean, is there a team out there to be like that? that's like, this guy's the new age NBA guy? I'll sign him to a, a max deal. Would anybody sign him to a max deal? I mean, you don't think so now, or you don't? Cam Johnson, max player? No, he's not, but a good player. Good player could get what Mikhail got. Maybe more. Maybe more yeah. because it's later that he could get more. Two years later than Mikhail, he'll two definitely years. he'll definitely get more than Mikhael. He'll. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind he'll get more than Mikhail. It's the question you ask about him getting the max. That I, I don't think so. But I would not rule it out. Like I really don't think he would get a max. Because like, okay, DeAndre Ayton's max is thirty million dollars a year. I mean, you know, what's the difference between twenty and thirty? If the team's going to sign him, why don't just sign him to a max? I, I'm not ruling it out. I mean, I, I'm saying he, but I, I'm not going to predict it either. I'm not going to sit here and say Cam Johnson is going to be a max player this off season. Right? Is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. It, it's it, and I think it's very possible that Cam Johnson, in betting on himself, in waiting to not sign whatever it was the Suns were offering, and I don't know exactly what it was the Suns were offering, but clearly Cam Johnson thought he was worth more. I think Cam Johnson is doesn't have a thing to worry about. Cam Johnson will be fine. Cam Johnson will have teams lined up for him. Cam Johnson will have plenty of offers. Cam Johnson, he's, he's not going to have to wait like DeAndre Ayton did. That's exactly what he's I was going to say. He's not going to have to wait a week or two for somebody yeah. to make a move, to clear some space, to make him an offer. Guys who can shoot like that, guys who can fill everybody like that, wants they that. get offers. And, 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 he will get offers. And you're, you're, see, you're right there. Not everybody wants a center and pay in a center $30 million. Not everybody believes like, oh, I'm going to I don't need the center. It's a, There's only a few of them in a league that are really, I don't need that. Everybody needs a wing that could shoot. Everybody wants a wing. There's not a team in the league that doesn't want a, a wing that could shoot the basketball the way Cam Johnson does. Mm-hmm. So you may, you may make an argument that DeAndre Ayton's even a better player, but, and you can make that, you can make that argument whether you agree or not. I, but Cam Johnson's going to have more interest. Because Cam Johnson is more about what today's NBA is about. 100%. Uh, he's just he's just more in line with what is right. valued in today's NBA. He, he's going to get paid. So we're he's, sitting here like, wow, what a great game for Cam Johnson. You know, the rest of the league is looking at that, too. That's a guy on my radar for next year. You know what? Okay, I don't know how you feel about this. I'm not worried about it. I'm really not. Like, I'm, I'm really not... I don't know why. I'd rather him play good than bad. Maybe I should be. Wor- I'm not worried about him not getting paid by the Suns. I don't know why. I've got a very. They, didn't, they just didn't pay him. He, well, they, they, they didn't, didn't because they didn't have to in that moment. They weren't required to. They Hey, kind of like they did with DeAndre Ayton. Go set the market for yourself. You want to get paid like a starter? Go play like one. You want to get paid how much money you think you go play? Show us. Show us. And the minute you get that offer, we'll take 90 seconds to match yours the way we match DeAndre Ayton's. I, I think the only way I would worry about it, okay, 
Fast forward four months from now. Okay. Sons are sold. New owner comes in. I don't know who it's going to be. Whatever. So, new owner comes in. Hey, new owner of the Phoenix Suns, how deep into the luxury tax are you willing to go to keep this thing together? And the answer is, I don't know, $30 million, $40 million, maybe $50 million. Then I'm worried. If the owners expresses any kind of hesitancy at all about being a big time spender and a big time player in the life, then I'll worry. Right now, I'm kind of where you are. I'm assuming that whoever's going to buy this team is going to be loaded, like ridiculous right. next gonna level wanna, loaded. Going to want to make a and, statement right away and, that I am here and I am in this to win this. Yep. That's what I think. I will spend whatever it takes. Now, maybe that's wishful thinking. I'm hoping like a Steve Ballmer, Joe Psy kind of guy is going to come in here. and The Disney guy. And and the Baba. Yeah, I was talking about current owners, but yeah, the the Disney guy. Will you sell the rights to Donald Duck? If you'll sell the rights to Donald Duck to help the Suns win, I'm all for it. Maybe I'm wishful thinking on that one, but I, I, I have a peaceful, easy feeling. Oh, okay. Cam Johnson. I do. Quoting the Eagles here. I got a piece. The, Cam Johnson's going to be with the Suns for a while, and he's going to get paid. Are you worried about it? Are you Are you worried that I'm always something's going to go I'm, a little I, askew? Listen, they had a chance to sign him, and they didn't. So there's always a, there's always a fear. There's always a fear. Sure. You've got a super max contract, another max contract, another guy making thirty million, another guy making twenty something million. Like, you know, like y- you do. Yeah. I, 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 what if somebody offers Cam Johnson a max contract and then you get a max? So now you have a super max, a max, a max, a thirty million guy, a twenty five million dollar guy. That's five guys. Like, sure. Yeah, I'm worried. Okay. No, I think I, you should be a little worried. I mean, I, okay. I guess I'm a little worried. Watching last night's game. The thought didn't even go through my head. I just thought about it now because, like, oh, he plays this well. Like, if this is if he play if he has a, lot, a bunch of games like this, man, like his value, like he bet on himself. His value is just going to go through the roof. Yeah. Well, no matter how much he gets paid, one thing's clear: the Suns' um, investment in him by making him a starter so far has worked out very, very well. His last three games, he's through the roof with his averages, and you can just see it. You can see on the floor why they wanted to make him a starter in the first place. Big guys like Carl Anthony Town, now they get put in the blender. They have to chase him all over the place. Those guys can't stay up with him as long as Cam's not a major liability defensively, and he was fine last night, you know, and as long as the rebounding is all right, Cam Johnson offensively is such a matchup nightmare for most power forwards in this league because they just can't keep up with him. And, and, and to an even broader point than that, if Chris Paul really is the new Ricky Rubio and isn't going to score very much, Cam Johnson is probably the leading candidate on the roster to pick up that slack. Right, and if yeah. he keeps doing what he did last night, then you feel a whole lot better about Chris Paul being the next Ricky Rubio uh, and not scoring because you can fill those points. Absolutely. He, he was fantastic last night. And when he needed to be, he came in. You look at, at you look at when when Book goes to the bench. When Book goes to the bench, I mean, you had just had a Cam three-pointer. Then he hits another three-pointer. And then McHale scores two baskets. So Book goes out with his fifth foul. Okay? 7.27 left in the game. And, like, you look at the plays that you you know, you had. You, you Right before that, you had the Cam three-pointer. Then you get another Cam three-pointer. And McHale hits a jumper. And then McHale takes a pass from Cam and scores. 
scores. Those two guys proved that, hey, listen, we gotta help. if we got to take over the game and pick up the scoring slack, we can do it. Both guys proved that last night. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and Chris Paul, not a great shooting night. I thought he took that game over to a certain extent. Maybe not the way he fully takes over a game in the fourth quarter. I thought it was Chris Paul light a little bit in the fourth with the assists and with the you know, two big baskets and the three-pointer that he had kind of in the last seven, eight minutes of the fourth quarter. I thought the biggest thing last night was how quick of a hook Monty had for his bench in the fourth quarter. Boy, when Ooh. those guys, that lead evaporated. Anthony Edwards hit those back-to-back threes. They went to a timeout. They came back. All five starters were on the floor. Like, yep, okay, never mind. There yeah. we go. It was a 10-0 run, and all of a sudden it's a two-point game. What was a comfortable lead is a two-point game. You're like, we got to restore order. So the starters came back in, and Mikhail, Biz, Book, Paul, Cam, Biz immediately scored off a pass from Mikhail. Cam hits a three-pointer. You're back up by seven. You got a sigh of relief. But then Book goes to the bench. You start to worry a little bit, but the starters, they had their way with Minnesota. When we come back here on Burns and Gambo, one of the Cardinals' prized acquisitions from last season. Can we say he was a big waste of money? We'll talk about that coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, it's 4.30 on this Wednesday. We're live from the Auction Community Studios here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Let's get an update on our Twitter poll question of the day. Let's turn it over to Eric here on Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. Gambo loved this question. He was I a big did. fan. It was a good oh, question. Big. It was a really, made me think. Big fan of this one. I don't have an answer, but it made me think. <laughs> That's You know what? If it's making you think, I feel like we've uh, mission accomplished on this one. Eric, what are we, what are we asking the folks? Today? This is one we might revisit a little bit later coming from the brain of Dave Burns. Obviously, Chris Paul's a great passer, but in his past, he used to be the number one scorer, but now that's obviously not his primary role. So how far can the Suns go if CP3 isn't relied on to score? Is it they can win it all? They can make it to the Western Conference Finals, or they're an early playoff exit. I think this now is, that is a poll question. <laughs> I, this is a t- it's, I don't know. I mean, the answer is I don't know, but I, I think they had to try something after last year, and they needed to make sure that they had established. What were we we were clamoring at the end last year? God, I wish they would have got Eric Gordon. God, I wish they got they would have got that one more scorer. Well, maybe they have the guys internally. Maybe those guys are internally. Maybe it is Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges and other guys that could score the basketball if given the opportunity. Maybe you don't have to go out and go get a $20 million guy to come off the bench and be a scorer. Maybe they're they're right here. And so I, I went with they can win a championship because that's, that's the reason they're doing, they're doing this because last year didn't work. Yeah, I, I went with they can win a championship too only because I didn't – I, I think they're still. It's still possible they can win a championship. You know, I, I don't think that's. If I thought it were impossible, then I would answer something else. I don't think it's impossible for them to win a championship if Chris Paul's not a primary scorer or a secondary scorer. If he moves somewhere down the hierarchy a little bit, so it doesn't mean I think they're going to win a championship. But I certainly think they're capable of it. So I went with that answer. And we had a big majority the last time on this one. Are we still there? Yeah, same pretty much majority. Sixty three point nine percent going with the. The Suns can win it all. A little bit closer for second place, but still leading 18.9% as early playoff exit. 17.2% as Western Conference Finals. So about a 60-40 split if the question was just, do you think the Suns can win a championship with the way Chris Paul is playing? And I I think you're right. I think this is a question to kind of dust off and revisit again January, 
February, you know, do we do, have our has our huh. belief in the other guys, Cam, Mikel, Da, been elevated so much by then that we are even more sure of their ability to win a championship later on in the season? Right? Uh, I think I think it's a question worth asking again. I'll say as long as Chris is still doing all those other things really at a high level. Passing the basketball, playing good defense, being that floor leader. I think you might, I think that this can work. I think it could work. If Cliff, if, if Chris falls off the cliff and he's, he's not the same passer, he can't run the court anymore. Like if, if all of that goes away, no, then they're in a lot of trouble. But if you're just saying the only thing he's not doing that he used to do is score, but other guys can at a better level, then maybe they're better for it. Doesn't look like that part of his game has left him. No, not he at all. He had some passes last night that were just no. vintage. That that Which, that laser he threw to Cam Johnson in the corner for the three off the high dribble. Man, it was just like. And if that part of his game is still at a high level, maybe this can work. Yeah, maybe it can. All right, good poll question. You can find it on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page at Burns and Gambo is where you can find it on social media. Cliff Kingsbury today turning our attention to the Cardinals. Still no Rodney Hudson. He's already been ruled out for the week. That's tough. Um, disappointed for him. And and obviously us. I mean, he's like I said, he's a coach on the field for everybody. He's a calming presence. Uh, really, really good player at that position. And um, you know, we've had to rotate through some guys in that line. I think Billy's done an admirable job since he got here of taking it up and executing. But I mean, that's a Pro Bowl type caliber player that is a great leader and a great player. And hopefully, at some point, we can get him back. I I think I kind of agree with you that it's going to be a week by week thing. And maybe, maybe Rodney Hudson comes back. Maybe he doesn't come back. There was a fan-sided story I saw today that I kind of, I kind of liked. And it says Rodney Hudson looks like a waste of money for the Arizona Cardinals. Look, it made all the sense in the world to go get him. Because they were so bad at center. They, Mason Cole was terrible. Like He was maybe one of the worst centers we've ever seen in this league. And Rodney Hudson at the time was one of the best, if not the best. So you went from, you didn't just jump to the middle. You went from having the worst center in the league to having maybe the best center in the league. But... I, I just, it, it probably wasn't for the long haul. You know, it really wasn't for the long haul. And so now you wish they would have drafted Tyler Linderbaum, the center from Iowa, and, and, and maybe not made the trade for Hollywood Brown because then you'd have that dominant center. I think you need a center in this offense with Kyler maybe more than any other quarterback needs a center in an offense. Yeah, he's he's obviously one of the most important guys in the rotation for the cards. I, I don't think anyone's going to deny that. And, and I, I don't. I don't, I don't know if he's a waste of money. And, and for the record, by the way, and Mitch sent me this, and I thought this was interesting to look at, this idea that Rodney Hudson might be checked out of being an Arizona Cardinal, like you know, he contemplated retirement in the offseason. Sure. Does he really want to play? I don't know. There was a charity event today in which members of the Cardinals were there, and Rodney Hudson was there. I, and I, don't, I know that doesn't tell us the whole story, but at least it tells us some of the story that he's still compelled enough to show up for these events even though he knows he's not going to play this week so he obviously has some level of personal investment in being an Arizona Cardinal even though he's not playing this week again that's not proof positive that everything's okay but at least it shows you something about kind of his state of mind and where he's at I this will be the fourth straight game he misses right yes yeah uh yeah fourth straight yes I believe it's the fifth straight this will be the fifth this straight will be the fifth this straight will be the game fifth straight game he misses thank you for that was it a waste of money to bring him here? No. I don't think so. I think where they missed the boat 
was not being better prepared for his retirement slash unavailability. Right? You mentioned Tyler Linderbaum. There was an offensive lineman in the second round that was drafted. Jurgens, yeah, Nebraska. Cam Jurgens guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Who was drafted before the Cardinals had a chance to get him, right? Yeah, they did. They loved him. But loved it, him. It did seem like the Cardinals were awfully flat footed this summer when it came to all things Rodney Hudson. Like they just weren't really prepared for how uncertain things were going to be. And I know they couldn't have predicted that he was going to be hurt, but they certainly knew he was contemplating retirement and they certainly knew that he was going to be a question mark in that regard. They weren't even sure he was going to show up for training camp until a couple days before. No, he had the uh, inexcused absence mm-hmm. and they weren't sure. And that's why at that time they were starting to you know kick the tires on, on other centers just to see, okay, am I going to have to get one? I I think Price was one of them. It was another one, too, a prominent center. But they were just looking at, and I think that guy retired. But they it were was looking Treader, at J.C. Treader. Was it J.C. Treader? Okay. Yeah. They were looking at centers, knowing that they may have to, But going into the draft, look, if D-Hop doesn't get suspended, they don't trade for Hollywood Brown. They draft Tyler Linderbaum as center. That's, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins doesn't get suspended. There's no trade for Hollywood Brown. They keep the draft pick. They draft Tyler Linderbaum. And we're not sitting here wondering about Rodney Hudson because you've got a, you've got the young dominant center playing these games instead of Billy Price. Yep. And it's a lot harder to bring in a Billy Price midstream. It's a lot harder to bring in a center midstream than it is in August when you've got whole trial of training camp to get that guy acclimated. Again, I'm not saying the Cardinals have some sort of crystal ball where they should have known he was going to get hurt, but certainly they should have known that Rodney Hudson had real mixed feelings about whether he wanted to play this year, right? Real uncertainty yeah. about whether he wanted to play, and they just didn't seem very prepared for that. And, and, and look, I, I'll cop to it. The day Rodney Hudson announced he was going to come back and play, I was like, hallelujah, man. Amen. That's, that's the best news the Cardinals could have possibly... And, and in my mind, I kind of... You know, stand down a little bit. Okay, you don't have to worry about center. Rodney Hudson's going to be back. It's obvious we still had something to worry about. I, I don't. I just don't think he's a waste of money. I just think that they should have been better prepared for in case Rodney Hudson wasn't going to be available. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like they were. So prepared now for you're going to get through with Billy Billy Price. You're going to try to get through the season with him. Hope Hudson comes back if he doesn't. But that's going to be a priority. We, you know, whether Hudson comes back or not, their main priority. One of their main priorities next year is going to be get us to get. A, get a center and just redo this offensive line because it's the injuries, the age, possible retirements by Hudson and Pugh. We'll see uh, injuries. I mean, even if Justin came back, you're coming back of a, of, of a tough injury. He just had surgery the other day. Oh, yeah. So you've got to make sure you go get a quality center because we know how important that center is for Kyler. Look, I'm going to assume DJ Humphreys is back, obviously, because he signed the contract extension. I'm going to assume Josh Jones is a starting tackle for this team next year with Kelvin Beecham's age. Maybe to me, the question marks are Pew, Will Hernandez, and at center. And you talk about redoing the Cardinals' offensive line. That to me is where it's going to get redone. Yeah. Josh Jones will be your starting right tackle. DJ will be your starting left tackle. I think that's going to happen. Redoing your offensive line comes in the middle between the guards and the center. The thing I was told in July about Rodney Hudson is that they had had a baby this off season. His knee was sore, and he wanted to make sure he felt a hundred percent, so that way he could give it his all. That's what the thing was. His knee was sore, and he didn't want to come back unless he knew he could play. And he's out. The he's going to be five games in a row. Why? Because of a knee injury. Yep. Texas, your thoughts? The FanDuel text line. It is open for you at 620-620 right now. He has his own radio show. He's always on TV, and yet he's never actually 
said the words. He's never actually answered the question. You know what question we're talking about when it comes to Larry Fitzgerald. Why hasn't he said it? You'll find out next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. John Gambadero, Dave Burns, happy Wednesday to you here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, live from the Oxygen Community Studios. A week ago, Suns were taking on the Golden State Warriors at Footprint Center. And uh, the Warriors aren't playing so well. No, they're 3-5. and five. They lost to the Heat last the night. The Warriors are not playing good. Steph Curry, triple-double, and it didn't matter. No, they're, they're not also good 3-5. So, right and I was at the game against the Warriors to the very left of the TNT broadcast crew. There was DeAndre Hopkins. And and this story has a point, I promise. Um, and so they put D-Hop up on the big screen at Footprint Center. And the crowd goes crazy, right? D-Hop, he's rocking the, the old school Diamondbacks cap, right? With the teal and the black and the and the purple and whatever. And he gets, a, he gets a good round of applause. Hey, D-Hop's here. That's so cool. And they show who's next to him. And the camera pans to the left. And there's Larry Fitzgerald. And the place melts down. I mean, everyone just... They go nuts. And he's been at so many Suns games because he's like a part owner. Sauber brought him into the ownership group. They always go nuts for Larry Fitzgerald. Of course, they always will. They, they never always. not go nuts no, for no. Larry Fitzgerald. No. Never. So it was with great interest that you and I both saw today a story by our friend Darren Irvin from azcardinals.com. Caught up with Larry Fitzgerald, who was inducted into the Arizona Sports Hall of Fame. I believe it was last night. And and the question was, that: how come you've never... Retired. How many conversations never said I'm retiring from football? Right. Remember the conversations we used to have, like, how's he going to do it? Is he going to? Is he going to do it? Like, who was the play? Was it Jared Allen on a horse? Yes, it was with a sign. Well, or, you, you saw at halftime of the Vikings game, they put his Jared Allen. They put his name up in the yeah. ring of honor. He rode into the yes. stadium on a horse. On for a horse. Sake. So, and then you know, you were thinking, like, I used to say, he's going to do it. Like, uh, he's going to be bungee jumping in Uganda, and he's going to come back up, and he's going to have a sign saying, "I'm retired." Like we always thought that. You know, how's he going to do it? He just never did it. He never, he never did. did. And the sad part is not for him. I mean, he did it his way. I think the sad part is that there are a lot of fans that would have loved to have had that one final day of celebration for Larry Fitzgerald that they just don't get. Quote, and it's okay because this is what he wanted. Right. And that's, and that's what he wanted. And that's, you know, I was going to read the quote from Larry, but you know what? That's not up to the fans. That's right. up to Larry. You know, and that and, uh, you know, yeah, would the fans have liked the Larry Fitzgerald day where he announced his retirement and he got the victory? Of course, the fans would have loved that. They would have gone crazy for Fitz. But it's Fitz's retirement. He can do it however he wants. You know, it's it's up to him. When you retire from radio, I don't know how you're going to do it. You're going to do it however you want. When I retire from radio, same thing. You know, and we're not Fitz, all right? I'm not saying for a second that we're Larry Fitzgerald. But if that's how he wants to do it, then so be it. That's how he wants to I do it. I think I'll have a him. party. Oh, I'm sure you'll have a big party. I'm sure I'll have a party. I have no idea what I'll do. I don't think anybody will care that I'm retiring from radio. Oh, you're think, beloved. I don't think anybody will give two Mine rips. Mine will be celebrated. Your people I'm, will be sad when you go. I'm retiring from radio at all. Quote, life is like a book, Fitz told azcardinals.com. You have many chapters in 17 years, and the experiences I had playing for the Arizona Cardinals were some of the best of my entire life. But life doesn't end, and it's definitely not retirement for me. I didn't feel like I should say I was retiring because that's not what I was doing. I'm simply turning the page to the next chapter of my life. 
close quote. But you are retiring from something you've done your whole life. To never play the game again, to never put the uniform on, to never walk on the field as a player. Like, that is such, it was such an, I mean, I'm not saying that football defines Larry Fitzgerald and who he is. Because for many of us, you know, what we do doesn't, you know, doesn't ultimately define us. I hope it doesn't. But it's such, but it is a huge part of, of who you are. It is a huge part of who you are. It may not define you, but it's a huge football is, you know, made Larry Fitzgerald famous. Football made him rich. Football opened up the doors for all of these upper other opportunities for that book to continue. But if he didn't feel like he needed to retire or have a goodbye or a farewell or anything like that, then that then that's his choice. That's his prerogative. We have to respect that and there's no problem. Someday Larry Fitzgerald will be in the NFL Football Hall of Fame and he'll be in the Cardinals Ring of Honor and that's that might that'll be the day. I that'll mean, that'll be the day. Be the day. Yeah. But in the meantime, he's still very, you know, very um, visible here in Arizona. Oh yeah. He's still around. You see him at the games. He's still doing some podcast and so. Mm-hmm. So it's not like mm-hmm. see with a lot of the other guys, like Randy Johnson. Randy went away. I think a lot of guys are like, look, I was in the spotlight for so long. I don't want the spotlight anymore. I don't want that. I want my peace. I want my quiet. I want my time. Like, Gonzo's still very visible. Shane Doan is still very visible. But there are others. Steve Nash never came back. No, no. He He went away. He went away. He went away. Yep. He he has had no ties to Arizona. None outside of him and Sarver owning a soccer team together. Steve Nash is a huge star. Amari Stoudemire, a huge star. Those guys aren't back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I know. I do, I do know what you're saying. And, and he's. It's almost like, not that his visibility has increased, but it certainly hasn't decreased. You know, in terms of, uh, I mean, he's very accessible. Talking about Larry Fitzgerald, he's very. Whether he's on Monday Night Countdown on ESPN, which happens like once every other week, every three weeks, he's on there. Or his podcast, you mentioned, he's the you know unofficial chairman of the Super Bowl host committee, so he's, he's very visible. involved with that. He's, he's, he's out there. He's mm-hmm. he's very much out there. And and neither one of us was suggesting that Larry Fitzgerald owed us anything or owed the fans anything. It's no. it's his life, his retirement. He can walk away from the game however he wants. But I think you're right. Whenever that day comes that the Cardinals announce they're putting him in the Ring of Honor, that becomes the celebrate Larry Day, right? That that's the day that that and he he might hate it. I mean, maybe he doesn't want. He certainly is going to enjoy having his number up there in the Ring of Honor, but he might not like all the attention that comes with that that moment because that is going to become the de facto retirement party for him, right? That's going to become sure. the moment where you get to celebrate Larry Fitzgerald. But he'll it is, always be celebrated here. I but, mean, he'll always be. But but it is unusual. I mean, he never. No press conference, no statement, nothing. I mean, nothing. To so the point that was it, what was his last year? 2020. Right. So yeah. two years ago, there was still talk of can he come back three games in, four games in, five games oh, in. Oh, yeah. You know, can he come back? And, and I had even reported, I remember reporting this. Look, if, if Larry Fitzgerald wanted to come back, 
the Cardinals would have made room for him. Okay, yes. they would have made room for him. I mean, I reported this a couple times, talking with the Cardinals. What's going on with Larry? Is he retiring? If Larry wanted to be here, he'd be here. He may not have made $10 million or maybe even five, but like there would have been a spot for him. But we had talked about that after they had got Hopkins and like, where, where was he going to play? Where was the, like, you know, there was so many wide receivers at that time. Like, where was he going to fit in? And is he, was he going to want to play if there was no real role for him? And the answer is no. Even when Hop got hurt, right? Wasn't there a little push even then? Hey, okay. Yes. Hop's hurt. Go get him. Yep. Go get him. There you go. And, and nope, it was just never an option. No, he didn't. From his standpoint. To, he did not want to come back. Yeah, 2020 was his last year. And I remember yeah, thinking the, that here, too. Yeah. Go ahead. Go here's ahead. my tweet. July 27, 2021. Here's the deal on Larry Fitzgerald. Plain and simple. If he wants to play for the Cardinals this season, he can. They will leave the lights on for him. He has a spot. It is totally up to him. That was in July before the season started. And then it was another time when, you know, when he was, when he was, uh, uh, when when people were asking, is he going to come back with the injuries and stuff? And he just never, he never wanted to yeah, come I back. Yeah, I just remember 2021. One, you were coming off the COVID year and everybody thought, man, is that really how he wants to go out? And number two, the Cardinals were so good last year, there was a thought that he'd want to come back and be a part of it. What if this is the Super Bowl championship team that Larry Fitzgerald never got to be a part of? Doesn't he want to come back and be a part of it? And the answer was an unequivocal no. Right. On both fronts, on both counts. So, uh, But he still does not want to use the word. He does not want to say it. When we come back here on the Burns and Gambo show. Are the Suns saving Chris Paul's long-term viability? And if so, will that work? Are they lengthening the career of Chris Paul? We'll talk about that coming up on the Burns and Gambo show.